what's up dudes what's up dude what's up dudes welcome into the incredible fantasy football podcast week two of the nfl season how you boys doing tonight wonderful a little apprehensive with the upcoming <laughs> uh thursday night football game yeah Vikings recording Eagles. right before the vikings play i'm just gonna go in with no nerves here tonight i'm just fuck it Whatever Absolutely. Happens, happens. I mean, we got beat by a trash team last week. We've got no expectations this week. Now, if we win, incredible, but none of us. We're not going to be upset if we lose, right? If we win, we all predicted it. So, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Except in the pick on my might not affect us. No, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not going to be upset if we lose. I mean, you are just as a fan, but um, you want to win the game. Play right. to win the game. Play to win I get it. And, uh, you know, I got that sweet, sweet win in fantasy last week. Uh, how about you two? How'd you guys do? <sighs> I think you know, Not Zach. farewell. <laughs> I think you know. And that also adds some extra apprehension to this week because that league is do or die. You better it be is there do or die. We, we have to win. Week. We don't want to go 0-2. Absolutely not. Um Speaking of Vikings, Eagles, Thursday Night Football, um, I think there's a tentative plan to have Keaton join the podcast next week. So he'll be able to recap all of the uh, the, the Vikings, Eagles, crazy double overtime thriller. I, I guess it's regular season, single <laughs> overtime thriller. It's um, looking forward to, to seeing what insights he can bring to the podcast here this year. We should we should have done a back to back episode, a, a pre Eagles and fantasy week, and a post Eagles and fantasy week. And if Keaton loses in both, that would be magical. We definitely spared everybody the live cast version of both of us live broadcasting the Eagles Vikings game. That would be pure chaos. So we'll wait till we're all settled down the week after. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't need two weeks of uh, of Keaton just just gloating it up um, with fantasy and the Eagles, but. Um, what else do we got here? Um, we, I think, f- f- picked a punishment. I, I pulled the league um, for the last place punishment, and there's a, a clear favorite, I think, seven or eight votes. I, there's still one response maybe I need, but do, are you guys wanting to know uh, a, a spoiler on uh, what our punishment's going to be this year? Of course. Of course. <laughs> we all voted to do, for the most part, the... Uh, PowerPoint presentation yes. on uh, why you lost the league, where it all went wrong. It's got to be at least five minutes long. You know, we'll do it on like a Zoom call with the whole league. Have some good Q and A during it. It should be a fun time. That's going to be incredible. I felt like the cover was like kind of you know people can record that on their own, set it off. But this is full max, just spotlight on you. What did you do wrong? Pure humiliation. I love it. I, I think it's a great punishment. I thought it was the easy choice after seeing the two. I did like the karaoke, but uh, this was just better. Yeah, it's unique. Too. I've never heard of anyone doing it. Right. I no, I, I mean, I've heard of it either. It's sure this, this is going to be a fun one. Um, welcome for the second week in a row. I doc Fal uh, to the live version Let's of go. the back. podcast. Mm-hmm. We've got a, a live <laughs> listener here on Thursday nights. Love to see it. Um, one other thing I needed to point out uh, is that I won the ESPN Eliminator Challenge. Uh, Karen and Braden <laughs> both were wrong on week one. Uh, this and you is, were almost picked... wrong. <laughs> nah, it was it was no no doubt. 
Who'd you um, pick, Garrett? So, I gotta know. I picked the Vikes, of course. So did I. <laughs> yeah, you, you idiots went with the hometown team. They lost. You guys are eliminated. I won. I picked the, against the Cardinals. I'm gonna keep doing that for about 16 weeks here. Sensible. Championships mine. Yeah, you already got it. You don't even need to. <laughs> you don't even need to right. pick anymore. <laughs> yeah, we should just forget that we ever did this and <laughs> <laughs> never move on. Um, should we get into some some you know interesting news or headlines we saw this week? Let's do sure. it. Let's do it. All right, it's time for our puff puff pieces. Um, I I posted a couple Twitter links that I thought were great. Um, I guess one I'll just gloss over quick. We had another Scorigami in week one. He was the nine Baltimore twenty five. I, I would have never it. guessed. I would have never guessed. Yeah, nine to twenty five never happened before in NFL history. But this other one, I don't know if you guys are able to open the link. It is hilarious. So this guy posted a picture of Javante Williams uh, during a uh, you know interview at practice. It says his forehead to chin ratio is wider than his range of <laughs> outcomes this season, and it is hilarious. This dude's got like a, a half inch chin and about a seven inch forehead. The depth is lacking, but it's wide. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Dude, that might be like the body shape of the Mexican aliens they found. <laughs> they actually used part of this whole like Reddit and, and TikTok. No, nope, different podcast, Garrett. Hilarious. <laughs> I heard they actually used part of his chin to heal his knee. Um, so, oh, that, you, you yeah, heard, that's how it was so fast. That so. makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, speaking of healing knees and ankles, uh, biggest headlines from week one: Aaron Rodgers torn Achilles out for the season. Just right off the bat, just a killer. Right. Three snaps, runs out with the flag. I mean, this was a show. They had hard knocks. Right. Three snaps. Man. There was no <laughs> no bigger hype for a single team in the NFL this year than the Jets. I still have multiple episodes to watch. Now I feel like I have no reason to whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Why, why, why would you? That's, that's the worst thing that could have happened in the NFL this year was Aaron Rodgers tearing his ACL. The worst thing that could have happened for Braden is his my guy tears his Achilles week one. J.K. Dobbins <laughs> out for season. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I'm there, James Cook. Uh, I used to have James Cook and. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we could track James can Cook we go for the back rest of the in the season. future. No, I'm just kidding. That's that sucked though. And poor guy too. I mean, finally back. Oh man, rough start. And Dulcich is out too. Again. He's, pro- he's pro- probably done. He's probably done. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 going to be a free agent after this year. So <laughs> it's uh, it's a long rehab for him. And Achilles for a running back is a killer. Um, That's number two, I think. Yeah, it's like number five for him, I think. <laughs> Um, Jack Conklin also tore his ACL right tackle for the Browns. We'll see how yeah, that affects I did not see that one. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, Braden mentioned Dulcich hamstring. He's out multiple weeks. Deontay Johnson hamstring. He could be out multiple weeks. Um, and then we've got some injury reports this week. Austin Eckler hasn't practiced this week. Christian Watson, Aaron Jones haven't practiced this week. Um, couple other guys, DeAndre Hopkins, Jacoby Myers, and Brandon Cooks. No practices through Thursday. Uh, you guys nervous about any of these big names? I Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say there's reason to be nervous about all of them. Um, I think Hopkins is probably the safest to play, in my opinion. But, I mean, I can see them all missing. Yeah. 
I mean, speaking of missing, my guy Mandrews, Mark Andrews, he was out last week. Travis Kelsey out last week. Um, who else? There was like there was a massive underperformance for fantasy. I feel like. Oh yeah, tight end was, it was absolute wasteland. It was terrible. And then you got the news about Darren Waller, and it sounds like it's some kind of chronic nerve hamstring thing, which makes you <laughs> terrified. It's like, what is going on at the top here? Okay, no tight ends Sunday too. And there's no tight ends. The the best one is is Hunter Henry, I think. <laughs> after after week one, it, it it'll come back to the norm. I, I next sure week hope it's so. gonna be uh, next week it's gonna be the old Vikings tight end that Braden loves. Oh, good old TJ. Irv Smith. <laughs> oh, Irv. <laughs> Number one tight end. <laughs> oh, man. He's the only one there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I'm I'm ready to kind of move on to this week, uh, unless there's some other things that you guys wanted to recap or, or other injury news. No, let's do it. No? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, well, we had waivers processed, fantasy football podcast and i kind of wanted to get some of your some of your guys's reactions on the the big waiver spends of week one uh the the crown jewel of this week who would have guessed it's puka nakua rams wide receiver (laughs) what a week one what a showing as a rookie and like i mean you just gotta hope that he can keep keep doing it what a story and yeah 2.0 he could be i mean 15 targets 10 catches is a lot it's insane. And a debut as a rookie, crazy. I mean, to be able to even like pick up the the routes and then to perform like he did, absolute insanity. So if I mean if I was in search for a wide receiver, I would one hundred percent be paying as much as Garrett did to get him, that's for sure. I think it's totally I, mean, I lost I lost the potential top five receiver this year in the NFL, Garrett Wilson. He's around, but He's no longer that. He's not. He doesn't have that top five ceiling anymore. He's got that top fifteen ceiling. So, so I was like, you know what? It's t- it's time to go get a receiver, and that's that's what I did. Um, sure. The only thing I think that scares me with him is, you know, if Cooper Cup comes back, what happens to Nakua's value? Now, Cooper Cup could have lingering issues all year. He might be out for the. You know, his his hamstring or whatever injury it was sounded pretty serious. Yeah, so, I do not expect him back week five. I could be wrong, uh, but yeah, I mean, and and maybe they can coexist. But I, I did think, in my opinion, he was the far and away number one waiver ad this week. For sure, yeah. And I would say, like the what you hope for is when Cooper Cup gets back, he can be like a Robert Woods, you know. And and it's, right. we've seen that before, so that's that's the hope, right? Yeah, and I, mean, I would say the top uh, running back ad this week was was Kenneth Gainwell. Um, and now he's out for Thursday night's game against the Vikes. Yeah, it, it's it's a lot to pay for somebody to lose in one week. Like, what if what if Swift comes in and dominates tonight, or Penny comes in and plays really well? Is this right back to a committee, and it's the guy no longer worth worth the worth the fab? How do you think, Braden? Yeah, no, I mean, I I didn't bid on him. Or I think I bid like five bucks because, um, you know, I just think that's going to be a giant carousel there. And then, yeah, obviously with the injury, it's like, okay, so he doesn't have a value this week and you just see him totally rotate. I mean, you saw the preseason depth charts. They were all at the same level. So, yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> there were some other interesting ads this week. Uh, Kyron Williams was a good waiver ad. I think that he's sure. got some some upsides. He seems to be the RB1 for the Rams right now. Um, Tyler Algier was available in our league because Tom dropped him. Um, on Sunday, right before kickoff, 
and then spent $32 to add him back um, right the after worst. week one. I mean, yeah. I dropped Gainwell, which was a, which was a bad call uh, for Noah Gray, who I, I didn't start to play anyway. So very bad call. Um, I would have taken Gainwell for free. <laughs> He's definitely worth rostering. True. For sure. It happens. It, it's one of those things that after the fact you feel dumb, but during it was like, yeah. oh, do I even want him? You know? But yeah, uh-huh. Tyler Algier, I, th- I think he could be pretty solid. I totally agree. And massive, massive upside if Bijan's ever out. For sure. Um, Agreed. The, yeah. the other big blow up I wanted to point out was Tua Tegavailoa. Now, I feel like he's owned in most leagues, but we're a shallow 10 team league. You know, not a lot of two QBs rostered. Um, but Garrett, that's that's your my guy. And my guy. He's, he's QB one after one week. Is that yeah. a trend that's going to continue for the rest of the year? I mean, Tua has top three potential every single week. He's got the best receiving duo in the NFL. Uh, they're both absolute speedsters. Like, absolutely, I see Tua having multiple top three weeks. He's going to have 400 yards, four touchdowns, several times, something like that. Um, but he's also going to have his down weeks, and you have the injury concern. So, But yeah, I think so. Braden, are you going after Tua at all? Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, this isn't zero QB, late round QB isn't very fashionable these days, but if you did and you could somehow get him, I mean, that would, would have been an absolute steal. I mean, waiting and then getting all this value up higher. So, yeah, I mean, but I think, you know, like me, I, I kind of went earlier this year on QB and didn't take that value. So, obviously, there's no reason for me to make a move now. But, I mean, yeah, he's, he was a great pickup for someone late. That's for sure. True. I, the quarterbacks, all of them underperformed. Those top five guys, top six guys, uh, all had a pretty lackluster or terrible week ones. So you see guys like Tua and Anthony Richardson, these late round QBs that actually performed well in, in week one that make it kind of interesting if, you know, you would pivot from a Lamar um, or uh, a Joe Burrow or, or whoever to try to get the upside of these guys that performed week one um, will be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last, last note on uh, free agency uh, waiver stuff here. Pat Fryermuth was dropped on Wednesday. That's my wow. guy for tight end. I had to get him. Braden outbid me by a dollar second week in a row. He sniped <laughs> me. <laughs> that Marvin Mims pick ended up great. I'm hoping uh, that <laughs> I'm hoping this one's a little bit better, to be honest. But uh, we'll see. Pitts is not doing it for me. Um, and then one other note for our fantasy leagues here: we've got a dynasty league with uh, one of the members is Garrett's little brother Corbin, and he just had a fire sale. What was it yesterday? Two days yeah, ago? Tuesday. That was shocking. It came out of nowhere. <laughs> he just decided to go full tankish. And get rid of his best young assets to get more future picks. I, I was a little, little confused by all three of the trades he made. Um, what, what were you guys' reactions? Yeah, I, I don't think that I like any of them for Corbin. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he that he loses, but I don't think that it's a like long, long, far and away lose on all of these. I think that there is some hope with what he's doing. But I, I would certainly rather have Addison Higgins and Jahan Dotson than the people that he are bringing back. Yeah, I mean, he, he pretty much just traded Addison Higgins and Dotson for a bunch of picks and Dalton Kincaid, yeah, and, and, and that's Fields. it. 
Yeah. So. No, I saw that too. How often do you ever see that a bunch of people throw their stuff on the trade block and you actually see moves happen like that? Like Fact. normally it's like everyone throws all their stuff on the trade block and there's just silence and you're like everyone. You I, I, I kind of think though what happened was the first trade happened, big trade, and then he's like, "Fuck it, let's let's see what I can do with this with with Higgins." The next trade, and then after the second trade, that's when you're like, "Okay, I'm gonna go see like what kind of deal I can get here." Right. <laughs> I mean, it seemed like his, he was open, phone open, everyone. One other massive trade that happened in this league, Justin and Keaton. <laughs> Keaton <laughs> trades him Justin Ross for a 20, 26 second and $25 in fab. Keaton is now the first member in league history to have over 100 fab in a season. Congratulations. Ooh. Huge win there. Um, Un- unbelievable with with for Keaton to wheel and deal his way into 25 fab on top of the already second round pick. <laughs> Yeah, incredible work there. You know, it could be a win-win. We'll see. We'll recap it next week. But it's time for us to get into our budding stars. Uh, this is where we talk about uh, stashes or guys that we think might break out um, that are owned in less than 50% of leagues and less than 25% of leagues. So, Garrett, you want to hit us off with your first uh, budding star of the week uh, owned in less than 50% of fantasy leagues? I'm going with Romeo Dobbs. Um it came in with an injury last week, still played, had four catches, two touchdowns. It was only like 20 yards or something like that. But obviously getting targeted by Jordan Love. Um, we don't know when Christian Watson's going to come back or if he's going to be back this week. But I think I like Robio Dobbs going forward. If, if Jordan Love is anywhere near what he showed on Sunday, like that is an offense that can support multiple, re- multiple receivers. For sure. Brayden, who's your guy? Love that pick. Um, I went with a little more of a proven veteran, um, but well, I, not very proven, but he's done some things in the past. Kendrick Bourne, um, you saw, you know, they're kind of their new offense. I think he had 11 targets. Um, you know, there's reports of Juju Smith-Schuster not even be one of the top wide receivers skill-wise in the roster anymore, um, regressing. Devontae Parker was out. So there's a real chance that he could be the huge benefactor of, of you know, the new offense and, and become the number one there. So, uh, should be interesting. He also had some camp buzz, but yeah, I think he's definitely someone worth throwing up to end of your roster. Yeah, he was he was highly added this week. Uh, my guy, less than fifty percent owned, Gus Bus Gus Edwards, Baltimore running back. Talked about it earlier. J.K. Dobbins out for the season, um, so you've got Justice Hill, Gus Edwards, um, and and Melvin Gordon as their yeah. running backs, and so. <laughs> You know that Baltimore is always going to have a, a running presence. Gus has proven to be, you know, a four to five yards per carry kind of running back in the past. Justice Hill had eight carries for nine yards last week, disregard his two touchdowns. Um, I like Gus to be the the one A in that backfield going forward. And, you know, if you can get a starting running back at this point, you might as well stash him on your bench. Um, Garrett, who's your who's your guy owned in less than 25 percent of leagues that you're you're looking to stash this week? It's Ty J Spears. So I was traveling this week, so naturally I got a little bit more podcast time. Ty J Spears this week uh, apparently outsnapped Derrick Henry, and he also ran 26 routes to like Henry's two. Um, they're obviously going to use him in the offense. Um, that's a team that I think could also support two running backs, um, especially if Derrick Henry just comes down a little bit and uh, Spears goes up. So. That's that's the guy. I think he's got a chance. Yeah, Braden and I each had $0 bids on him if we didn't get guys we liked, um, but we did. So he's still on waivers. Um, 
Braden, who's your who's your twenty five percent or less owned stash? Yeah, I'm a huge Spears believer. Um, I went with we have a resident Rashad White lover and we have a resident Rashad White skeptic. I'm the latter. Um, I think I don't think Sean Tucker may necessarily be that talented, but I do think that he's going to start getting some run. Um, so if you need a running back, he's a good dart throw at the end of the roster. Big disagree there. Shout White all year. Let's go. My less than 25% on guy. Uh, we might be talking about him later, but Rashid Shahid, uh, New Orleans Saints wide receiver. He, the dude just produces, you know, he he's he's good for one one big catch a game and a couple others here and there. And he, he puts up a four for 80 and you're like, where did this come from? But, um, you know, Michael Thomas might not be healthy all year. Rashid Shahid, that New Orleans Saints offense. Uh, I, I feel like that's a that's a good long term stash. Um, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm a huge Rashid Shahid fan. One of the highest exposures on best ball. For sure. Hey. All right. Well, I think it's time for us to get into what I, I hope was going to be one of our most interesting segments of the year. Um, we're going to try to spend a little bit more time on this every week, and it, it's going to be our, our who's hire section where we we go over some trade advice, do a value check on players, Oof. you know, talk about guys that are, are rising, you know, potential sell high, buy high, and, and guys that are falling, uh, you know, a sell low or buy low. Um, so are, are you guys pumped? Oh, I'm pumped. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. Uh, there was a lot of reactions to week one, and you know these, these could be some overreactions on who you're trying to buy or sell. But Garrett, who's a guy that you wanted to to talk about um, as a potential buy high, sell high uh, after week one? Uh, I wanted to talk about Michael Pittman. Um, yeah. Got a lot of hate. So did Anthony Richardson coming uh, coming into the first week, and they both performed. Michael Pittman has a pretty big week. Anthony Richardson looks pretty good. Um, kind of curious, what, what's his worth right now? Yeah, eleven targets, ninety-seven yards, a touchdown on eight catches. Great week. Week one seemed to be the the hyper focused target for Anthony Richardson, who also looked pretty great week one. Um, you know, I, he was an ugly target to, to get all off season, but it's, it's tough to deny that, you know, he's got a top 15 ceiling after week one. Um, that said, I would still feel gross for me to try to trade for him after that. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to buy high on him after one week. How about you, Braden? Yeah, you know, it, it's definitely interesting. The thing that sticks in the back of your mind is the whole statistics behind rookie quarterbacks. But that, that the thing is that you shouldn't open yourself up to the chance of outliers, right? And it seemed like they were definitely targeting him and focusing on him in the offense. And Richardson looks better than expected. Um, I think, and I, I think part of it too is that I think you can still kind of buy him low. I think people will sell him now for a pretty decent price. So, so do I. I'm, I'm trying to think of a good, it's really tough to establish a value here, but like, I think, I think that you could, yeah, I don't think the owners are mostly are going to be a hundred percent believers anyways. It's like an end of bench guy. So if you could move like a starting running back, if they're short on running backs, I'm, I bet they'd move them. So let's say like a, a Miles Sanders and a Brandon Cooks for Michael Pittman. I don't know that Brandon Cooks has a ton of value right now. No, I think Miles Sanders might even get it done. Um, well, sure. Garrett, I guess Garrett, would you sell Pittman for Sanders and, and a bench wide receiver? 
it depends how low. I think Michael Pittman's chances of hitting are higher than Miles Sanders. Um, so I'd, I'd like to keep Pittman, I guess. If, if like, especially if that bench player I'm taking back is probably not going to be started by me all year. Right. Yeah, I think that that RB2 plus a bench wide receiver that maybe has some upside, you know, it it could, that could maybe get it done. Maybe like a Connor, but that's, that's tough because he has a guaranteed workload, but that offense is so low ceiling. It's just a high floor. If it were were Connor, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I I might like Miles Sanders better than Connor. That's fair. But this this (laughs) is about Michael Pittman. Um, this is about everyone's value, you know. We're we're trying to establish where where people would actually make trades on. So, um, yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's, he's definitely a good buy low target, um, or you know, you can buy the hype, and I think it could be at least a decent price. Maybe a you know, maybe a Raheem Mostert. You know, someone says, "Hey, I, w- I need to start a running back," and it's their fourth or fifth wide receiver because you got Pittman super late. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's it's going to be hard to sell him high. Um, are you wanting? I, I kind of want to move on to to Braden's guy here. Let's um, do it for you know either buy high, sell high after week one. Who you who do you want to talk about this week? Well, I chose uh, Derek Henry, and I chose him as a sell high. Um, I definitely wouldn't try to sell you know sell him low. Obviously, I would try to get fair value for him. But just the indicators with Tannehill sucking, the offense, his age. Tajay Spears, it just has a lot of bad vibes, bad early matchups. So, um, you know, I don't know. What do you guys think is a fair value for Derrick Henry? I mean, I think in most fantasy leagues, people value him in that A tier. Like, he's a top five dog that can just carry your team. And, you know, he he had a, a pretty decent week one, I think, right? Like, uh, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. He had a touchdown and, you know, he had like 60 receiving yards on two catches, but yeah, put up 13 crazy. points. Um, but if you are trying to sell him high and you're looking to probably go wide receiver, it, I think it's kind of weird to target, um, a running back for a running back. Um, so I'm going to try to look for, you know, a wide receiver maybe a, a Jalen Waddle plus a David Montgomery for, for Derrick Henry. And, and then you might have to throw in a bench wide receiver too to, to even it out. But uh, maybe, maybe Waddle would be a target because uh, he had a down week one sort of. Um, and then you could still recuperate a starting backup running back. Yeah, right. for sure. I think it kind of depends on the roster, too. If someone went really hero RB and Derrick Henry by far their number one, and they just went, you know, they have a bunch of crap at the bottom, might be hard to make a deal done. But if they got two in the top four, then you can shoulder that loss of Henry. But what do you think, Garrett? Yeah, I, I think it's exactly what you said. Um, if he's your number one back, I, I probably don't move him unless I'm getting, like, a number one back in return. Um, but if he's your number two, which is – possible he went in the second round this year for a lot of drafts um i I think you could trade him um and and get that like bump at wide receiver or even just a really good receiver to help round out the roster so um i kind of like that like waddle and maybe Najee. (laughs) yeah probably that probably gets it done Najee's gross but like would you would you accept that trade as a as a a seller of derrick henry Waddle I would and Najee. 
I would think I'd at least be able to get the number one wide receiver on his offense. Um, I know Waddle's great, nothing against Waddle, but I would, you know, I think I would try to go for the, you know, if I, well, I guess it could be an upside wide receiver too. So yeah, you know, that's interesting. Najee's obviously half of week one is pretty tough, but I think that's pretty close to value. Um, I don't know if I would personally take that, but. I don't think um, I would either. Not Najee. It has to be, it has to be in somebody better than that. This slander to last year's wide receiver seven, Jalen Waddle, will not be tolerated. Like, do you um, think we you could get someone that's a skeptic of of you know ETN or Walker's usage early and thinks still that Charbonnet and Bigsby is going to take over, and they you could try it, you know, and they think that the trend is going to go downwards, um, you know, because a lot of people got Kenneth Walker, you know, fifth, sixth round, something like that. Um, you know, maybe you could get like a Walker plus a decent, you know, like a Waddle or a Smith or something. Yeah, think. absolutely. If you're trying to get rid of Derrick Henry, I, I say go for it after week one. His value is still high. You know, it could come down from here. So I'm fine if you're trying to make that move right now. Um, my guy, buy high, sell high, Brandon Ayuk. Last year, I'm pretty sure I brought up um, Amon Ross St. Brown. And I was willing to buy high after week one. And, you know, he was a sixth round pick or something very similar to Ayuk. Well, he went on to be a stud all year. I think the same thing's going to happen here. I like Ayuk to be a potential top 12 wide receiver the entire season. Um, so I'm willing to buy high and I want to know, you know, what would you guys be willing to trade Brandon Ayuk away for? I happen to have Brandon Ayuk, Zach. So hey. There could be conversations had here. Um, I mean, I, I view him as that potential also. A most likely outcome isn't that. I think he's definitely going to fall in that most likely mid-wide receiver two range. I think he's probably the best receiving option on um, San Francisco. He's been an up-and-cover for a few years, like just gotten better and better every year. I think he finished wide receiver 15 last year. Um, I think he's going to have a big year, especially with Brock, Brock Purdy there. He's, he's, Brock Purdy looks good, man. And he, he can operate that offense well. So um, I don't know. It'd have to be another really good – it'd kind of be that same thing opposite of the Derrick Henry. It'd be uh, a little bit lower wide receiver that I think could still be okay and then a, a running back that's that helps my roster out. Well, looking at my roster here <laughs> – I'm, I don't think I've got the pieces to make the trade happen right now, but I feel like my best offer right now would be in that David Montgomery plus Christian Kirk or Cortland Sutton for a Brandon Ayuk and, you know, a, a bench guy like, ooh, you have Antonio Gibson? Disgusting. I didn't like I don't him. Know. I, I had waivers <laughs> in to drop him this week. He's just, he's just still there. Yeah. But, but something along that line, um, what would you say to that? Uh, I, it, it's too low right now. Yeah. Um, it is after week I, one. We, we, yeah, we got we got to see another week here. I mean, just coming out with a dominant performance with two touchdowns. It's just, I mean, you got you got to hold at this point. For sure. Yeah, I I will say I'm. I you have definitely been a huge. But I think both of you have been huge Ayuk uh, lovers and. I mean, the second that you had a big game, I'm like, Garrett's got to be freaking pumped right now. Yeah, like, let's go. Yeah. Like, you know, I use um, my dude. And I do think he's going to have those really big spike weeks. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it develops. There's so many – the problem is there's so many great options on offense. I feel like there's you're bound to get burned a few weeks here and there. But, you know, like you said, like a mid-wide receiver too, I think totally. Like, you know, 
maybe not top 12 for me, but like mid wide, you know, wide receiver 18 or something like that. So, you know, I think I'm a little bit more of a skeptic. So I think if I was you, Garrett, I'd be trying to sell high, but <laughs> that's just right, me. I, I, got, I got a question, Braden. His value <laughs> probably won't be higher than this I, week. I, I know who's on your team. Would you take T Higgins for him? No. And See, I, 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 I'd I probably have would. Ayuk. And that's fair. I think the, the yeah. biggest thing for me is that I think Burrow has 50 touchdown upside, or at least 45 after week one, because that was terrible. So it's pretty. Um, <laughs> Higgins is, you know, there's basically two options in the offense, two main options, and then it all trickles down from there. But with the San Francisco, you got Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, you know, and then whoever auxiliary of the guys are there beyond that. So that's just the only thing is like, there's so much talent there. It's insane. For sure. I, I do. Yeah. I'm coming up with a bold prediction here. Let's go. You guys ready for this? And, and yeah, now I've, I've got a one-week sample size, but Brock Purdy is going to throw for more touchdowns than Joe Burrow. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Can I put money on this? <laughs> bold yeah, prediction. I, yeah, I want the odds in my favor, but I, I, I like that after, after saying it. Um, well, that's let's my go. sleeper pick at quarterback. And that's you know, I, I, I like the, the Purdy love. Um, I like we got to move on to uh, buy low, sell low. Uh, who's the guy you wanted to talk about, Garrett? Uh, I want to talk about Cam Akers. We talked about <laughs> Kyron Williams already. Cam Akers is on the flip side of that. Yeah, he outcarried him, um, and he still got a touchdown, had a decent week. But man, I'd really rather have Kyron right now. Are you are you willing to buy low on Cam Akers? I am. Okay. Because it's a Sean McVay offense, and like that, that you never know who's going to be the top guy in that offense. I can totally see Cam Akers having a role, but I'm not giving up much. But I would take him for a little. Here's what I would offer you: if I had Cam Akers and I'm I, and you're trying to buy low on him, if you offered me ten fab, I would accept. I think he's borderline <laughs> droppable. <laughs> So, like, honestly, if you're willing to buy low on Cam Akers after one week, <laughs> your worst bench player, you know, a rookie <laughs> running back like Tank Bigsby or um, I, I just like wh- whoever is trash on your team. I probably wouldn't take Antonio Gibson for him because I think Gibson and Akers are, are both worthless. But whoever you added off waivers this week is probably better than and my value for cam makers <laughs> that, that is so on the extreme low side <laughs> that was incredible i love that i he had like he, 20, got, he, he had 26 carries and a touchdown acres did i think he had 22 or 26 carries but he still only he was had like snapped like yards 24 to 4 in the first half yeah he did have know, 22 I carries know. for 29 I, yards i mean but they were all in the second half it was game script <laughs> He's not the dude. I'm I'm with you, Zach. I'm also extremely out on Cam Akers, but at the same time, it could be about a major value for someone at some point. Because Braden, just... if you had Cam Akers on your team, what would you be willing to accept for him? Uh, would you take Antonio Gibson? He was one I would totally sell super low. Like I would take like an interesting, like a you know, an interesting handcuff uh, flex hybrid, like a you know, like a who you mentioned earlier, like Tank Bigsby or Jack Charbonnet or Jalen Warren. Like I'd be willing to drop lower like that because I just think that 
they hate him there, man. It's crazy. And he's not very good. <laughs> there you go, Garrett. Easy buy low. Brayden, who's your potential buy low, sell low? Uh, mine is definitely a... Uh, a much you know higher in ADP pick in general. It's Alvin Kamara, so you're probably gonna have to pay a little more to get him. But um, you know, I think now would be the cheapest to get him, and this is right after when um, you know teams are feeling kind of the pain of not having that extra starter because they had to kind of take on his suspension. So you might be able to make a move for him. Um, but I think when he gets back, he's going to be the clear cut starter. He's not going to be holding the clipboard. He's going to be great, and he's going to. Um, yeah, I think he's just going to crush. So I think a lot of people think he's going to get a job taken from him, and I just don't think that's going to be the case. So, um, you know, I think you can get a top, you know, a low-end, high-end RB2, low-end RB1 um, at a discount. So, you know, maybe I'd be trying to trade my third wide receiver for him if someone's hurting, um, if they're hurting on wide receiver deaths. But, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? What would you be, um, you know, tr- I guess trying to buy low on Alvin Kamara with? I want to go first and I want to preface this by saying I think he's an extremely difficult trade target because whatever team was crazy enough to draft Alvin Kamara is going to be willing to hold for the two remaining weeks that he's suspended. Um, And they probably see that, you know, top 18 upside because he's proven to be a RB one in the past. Me, I could not be further out on Alvin Kamara. I think he has no touchdown upside with Jamal Williams there. You know, they've got the three receiving weapons. They've got the rookie Kendra Miller, if he ever gets healthy. Um, And so, but that said, I would maybe trade that wide receiver four or five to get him, but not a wide receiver three. I've got Christian Kirk and uh, Cortland Sutton on my team. I might move Sutton for, for Jamal Williams or for, uh, for Alvin Kamara. If you're just really wanting to get that wide receiver, four or five but um yeah i'm out so i can't add anything else here garrett what, what's your value again another wild take this one's more wild than the other <laughs> i mean that that offense is going to score Derek carr has ran efficient offenses before he's capable of doing it he's got good three good receiving weapons alvin Kamara is a good receiving back like Alvin Kamara can absolutely be an RB2 rest of season, no doubt. And, I mean, if you were saying George Pickens or Alvin Kamara, I'd probably take Kamara. But, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's a good line, especially with Deontay Johnson being out. Yeah, I I think if if you're targeting Kamara, I'd say offer up Pickens, and, and that might get it done. Yeah, like a second-year hyped rookie wide receiver, like a or not rookie, but like a Jahan Dotson or a rookie like Addison or George Pickens, who's more established. And yeah, that I think that's a great line right there. My guy, last one we're going to talk about tonight. I need to know the value on. I love him. You hate him. It's Rashad White. <laughs> um, I, I think that he's got the usage. He's not going to lose that backfield. Um, I, I the whole Bucks offense looks terrible for the first half and then they beat the vikings because turnovers and we're the vikings but uh i still like rashad white long term i think he's a definite buy low for me and so i need to know like is it is it worth giving up uh a Cortland sutton or uh christian kirk to to get rashad white and would would that be enough to get it done 
I, I'm going to go I, quick. Okay, go ahead. Because yep. Zach, you just talked about how you would trade Cortland Sutton for Alvin Kamara. Yes. But not, but maybe not for Rashad White. Are, are you on the same level with Rashad White and Alvin Kamara? Or would you rather I think they're Rashad pretty White? equal. Yeah. I, th- I think they're pretty equal, but I think Alvin Kamara is higher. I think Rashad White's a little higher for me. They're both in that like 17 to 24 range. Each of their own. Braden, what was your thoughts on that? Um, well, I was thinking, I don't know. Like, I would totally do it for that price. Obviously, Christian Kirk and Cortland Sutton. Um, or, not and. Or, sorry. Yeah, or. <laughs> although, I don't think that would be enough to get it done. Because I think a lot of the people that picked Rashad White are kind of kind of believers like it's there was like a very hard contingent of Rashad White lovers out there in the fantasy community so I think a lot of people that got him believe in him and love him and he's you know they view him as that guy that can break out since he's young um so yeah I do I definitely take that price but I think you'd have to pay a little more to get him I'm gonna Um, add Gus Edwards to this trade and see if it gets done I'm sending it out right now Gus Edwards plus Courtland Sutton. Gus Edwards plus Courtland Sutton. Maybe if next week, if they see that Edwards has... Uh, this guy auto-drafted Richard. He's, he's not a stand like me. Okay, there you go. Let's see how it goes. Let us know. I'm excited. I want a live uh, update. I'm All not right. going I'm not going to offer pickings for Camara with my team build. Okay. It, it oh, does all right. depend on team build. And, team, and, you build know, that's... team build's important. I did that in a heartbeat. I would trade Pickens for Camaro. All right. Well, that's who's higher, boys. You know, we spent a, a good chunk of time there. I love it. You know, um, we're we're going to try to get some good values figured out this season, make some trades happen. But it's time for us to get into our Stone Cold Picks of the Week. Um, last week, 0 for 3 on starts, 2 for 3 on sits, 2 for 3 on sleepers, and 2 for 3 on our random pick of the week. So, um, you know, pretty good other than the starters. Um it's it time to bounce back. <laughs> yeah, it should be the easy ones. You know, we were close. We had, you know, nine or ten points, and you know, we've got a cutoff of at least twelve points. So, um, Garrett, who is your Stone Cold start of the week? Uh, mine is James Cook. Same kind of reason. Volume was there. Playing Vegas, I, I think that they have the chance to, to to run the ball a lot this week. Be up a little bit. Um, give James Cook the ball. So I, I think he could have a good week. Could definitely get in the end zone. We'll see what happens. I hate the pick, but I'm I loved your pick last week, so it's gonna work out. Braden, who's your start this week? Uh, I went with Aaron Jones slash AJ Dillon if Jones doesn't start against Atlanta. Um, I do think you know, obviously the the Packers came out big. Uh, last week with a ton of points, but I do think at their heart, they are a run focused, you know, hit Aaron Jones with a bunch of receptions, um, you know, give a bunch of rushes, slow to the game down kind of with the rookie, you know, the younger quarterback. So um, especially against Atlanta, not as, you know, not a super tough opponent. I think that again, the running back's going to feast in green Bay. They look great week one. I talked a lot of trash about them, but I think the Bears are just that bad. Um, so I'm I'm really hoping the the Packers, uh, you know, end up sucking the rest of the season. Um, my Stone Cold start of the week: Keenan Allen at Tennessee. Um, you know, he's your steady Eddie, and uh, this Tennessee matchup. They shut down the run last week uh, against 
New Orleans, uh, but they allowed over 300 passing yards to to uh, Derek Carr and the Saints. And and so uh, with Eckler being banged up, you know, he missed his two practices this week. I think they're going to throw it more. And I think Keenan Allen, absolute lock for over 12 points this week. Um, Garrett, who's your sit? Uh, I'm going with Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper's away. <laughs> I said Amari Cooper. That those are the rules. Um, but I figured it out. Yeah, I did. I figured it out. Um, I just I, I I could see them just not having a good week again. Deshaun Watson looked bad. It was really rainy, but he still looked bad. Um, I don't know. I think just Deshaun Watson's just not good, and we'll see what happens. Garrett's got two rules: start um, Cooper at home or sit him when he's away and start the kicker. Who's going against the Minnesota Vikings. Chase McLaughlin <laughs> went off last week. Um, I, I'd use that actually last week in my other league. <laughs> great pieces of advice from Garrett. Braden, who is your sit this week? Help me win that matchup. Um, I, so I chose Deandre Hopkins against the chargers. Um, look, obviously, you know, we saw last week, Tennessee did not do great. Tannehill looks like he's regressed significantly, which is unfortunate because he was kind of a late best ball pick for me as a backup stopgap for quarterback, but that doesn't matter here. We're talking about sits. So Deandre Hopkins, not a run after the catch guy. Um, I just don't think that their passing offense is going to be great with Tannehill regressing. So um, yeah, I would be sitting him if you have a better option. Um, And then for the record, my backup if Hopkins doesn't go would be Garrett Wilson uh, just because of really the downgraded quarterback from, uh, from Rogers to uh, Zach Wilson and the tough matchup. Totally fair. My sit this week, unfortunately, my guy, Alexander Madison playing in a few minutes here against the uh, Philadelphia (laughs) Eagles. It's a, it's a tough matchup for the Vikes. Probably won't even get into it, but Minnesota is going to struggle. Unless Madison gets, you know, four catches for 30 or more yards. um, He's, he's going to have a bad week. Um, Garrett, who's your sleeper outside Um, the top 25? I'm going with them. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm going with Christian Watson. Um, Probably not going to play this week. So it's Romeo Dobbs for me again, if Watson is out, but yes, Um, I I, I like those Packers receivers again in a good matchup. Um, I I think Jordan Love is probably going to be fairly good. Um, Not amazing, but this this is is a bad defense and I think that they're going to be fine in there. I I think Romeo Dobbs is going to, Get really good playing time, especially if Christian Watson's out and just get heavily targeted. Boo. Braden, who's your sleeper this week? Well, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I chose Rashid Shahid. A little bit of a deeper dive, but look, I think the guy's super talented. Um, JC Horn is now undergoing surgery. He will not be playing this week. So I think that just that passing offense is going to open up, and Derek Carr loves a deep ball. So I think he's going to be great this week. Nice. Uh, my pick for the sleeper, definitely not hopium. Uh, definitely objective advice here, but I, it's Christian Kirk. He's going to bounce back at home against KC this week. Um, you know, the, the, the Jags are going to toss the ball around, and sure, Zay Jones got more work in week one, but Christian Kirk's got that money. He proved what he could do last year as a top 15 wide receiver. Um, I like Christian Kirk to be a, a good sleeper pick this week. Um, for your flex considerations. And last but not least, our our uh, random pick of the week here. Who's a guy inside the top 30 at their position that you think is going to finish with five or less PP, half PPR points this week? Garrett? I'm going Dotson. 
Jahan Dotson at Denver. Braden, you've got? I went for Jamal Williams. Hopefully he doesn't get to the one-yard line, then I'll, I'll lose. <laughs> Jamal Williams at Carolina <laughs> just needs that one-yard touchdown. I'm going Javante Williams at home against Washington. Um, all right. We're, we're on to our dank flex plays here. Um, we've, we're only going to do five picks this week, but, uh, but last week I think we did actually pretty good. Um, me and Braden, we got, uh, about eight, eight and a half, right. Out of, uh, out of the 14 picks we made, uh, Garrett, you're under the 50% at 43%. Um, but that's, that's still fine. You know, you're not out of it. Um, so you guys just want to get into, uh, our dank flex plays. Let's do it. Let's do this thing. Okay, so we picked five matchups this week where there's a, a guy on either team that uh, you know could be flexible, um, depending on your league and, and your rosters and whatnot. So they first matchup athletes. of the week, Packers at Falcons, Romeo Dobbs or Tyler Algier? Garrett? Romeo Dobbs. Braden? I'll go Dobbs. I got to go with my boy Tyler Algier. Um, next pick, uh, chargers at Titans, Mike Williams or Deandre Hopkins, Mike Williams, Brennan, I'll go Mike Williams as well. Um, I want to go Hopkins so bad. I'm I'll go hop. Well, here's the thing. I'm going Hopkins, but if he's out, I'm picking Burks. That's fair. <laughs> I think that's fair. that's fair. Um, next matchup 49ers at Rams. Debo Samuel or Puka Nakua? The disrespect. <laughs> I'm going Puka. Yeah. I'm going to go Debo on this one. I got to go Debo. This is insanity, people. It's been one week. <laughs> the legend Puka. <laughs> um, commanders at Broncos. Jahan Dotson or Cortland Sutton? I mean, my pick was Jahan Dotson for under five. Got to go Sutton here. I got to go Jahan Dotson. I'll go Sutton. He's my guy. Um, and then last but not least, we've got Saints at Panthers. Jamal Williams or Miles Sanders? I'm going Sanders. Oh, I don't like Sanders. Or, but I predict Jamal to get under five. I'm gonna, I'll go Sanders. Easy Jamal for me. I like this. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked about this Jamal Williams slander this week. I had to double um, up. I'm not going to hedge here. I had to go all in. Same, you know, if you said if you had one take earlier, you gotta make it again <laughs> this week. Um, we finally made it to the end here, boys. We got the Vikings starting uh, very soon. Um, I think I've got a fire in the background. Off the house, but it's fine. We'll finish out the pod, but we gotta get into the munchies. This week we've got a special treat. I'm very, very excited for this. Um, provide a little bit more background once we get into it, but it is the Lay's Kettle Cooked Ruffles All-Dressed Flavor. Uh, it's a limited time flavor, but all-dressed chips are the most popular chips in Canada. It's just like a Canadian flavor where they just put all the flavors on it. And I think we're going to get hit with some delicious uh, flavors tonight. Are you, are you guys, you got your snacks ready? I am ready to try these. I'm very excited about these. I just undressed so I can have the all-dressed. I'm ready. Wow. All right. Let's get after it. Maybe let's mute our mics until we're ready to talk. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to need some some instant reactions here. 
I thought they were pretty good. Um, I like Lay's. Uh, yep. these, I, I like kettle these are kettle cooked, so they're not like a typical Lay's. Right. I, I like kettle cooked a lot. That's obviously a good, good one, too. Um, it's interesting. It's, it's it's so unique. This is a flavor that I, I really haven't had in my life. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, you almost get like a barbecue in there a little bit. Yeah, I was thinking like that barbecue or ketchup-y flavor to go with like that salty, oniony flavor. Guys, this could be unreal with top potato. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, top potato makes anything unreal. It's like, <laughs> this right. would be good with cane sauce. Okay, Garrett. <laughs> like a carrot. No, I... Uh... I'm I'm a fan. It kind of yeah. It's like a more barbecuey version of some of these like bistro blend ch- chips I've had in the past, which I like. So it's yeah, it's up there I mean, for me. The front of the box is tangy, savory, and sweet, and I I got all three of those. So is uh, there normally a ruffle here? Just normal ruffles all dressed? There might be. <clears throat> this is the Lay's version. I mean, there absolutely could be. I think ruffles all dressed could be better. I agree. I think the what I'm I'm wanting is just like even more punch in your face. That you know that, that salt and vinegar, that dill pickle, that flaming hot. I just want to get punched in the face by the chips. And this is just like a, or you could just you know munch these all all day and just like be content in your 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 chair. Yeah, this would be like a good dinner party like thing where you just have like a little like finger food out. This this is it. All right. Like are you fellows ready to give this a score? I think so. I feel like I if I the more I would eat, the higher the score would go. Yeah, I, I think so too. Because <laughs> I'm a fan of a more mild chip that I that's just bingeable. I like that. Sometimes. This is incredibly bingeable and just a little more mild than you know some of those other flavors I mentioned. I'll start it off. Okay, Braden, what do you got? I might go kind of high here. I'm fine with that. I think I'm going to go like an 8.7. 8.7? Yeah, 8. All right, Garrett. I'm going to just go with my initial reaction, and I'm going to put it at a 7.9. 7.9. But I think it's, I should be, it should be higher. I think it's definitely higher than a 7.9. And... I think Brayden hit it on the head. It's an 8.7 for me as well. Um, but d- could you see yourself, you know, eating a whole bag in one sitting? For sure. These are addicting chips. Absolutely. Even at a 7.9, any day I'd finish a bag of these. Absolutely. I realize there's like, a, there's a little bit of that salt and vinegar too. It's like barbecue it's got, and it's got the vinegar. Yeah. It's got all the dressings. <laughs> Ooh, that's all dressed, baby. <laughs> Um, like we got Vikes kickoff in uh, under 10 minutes here. Um, is there anything that you want to talk about Vikings before we, we end the pod? It's we're going in there as underdogs. Let's just say that. I mean, it probably is literally that way, but like I do not have major hopes for this. Hopefully um, the Eagles being on their back heels after the Patriots and the defense looking pretty good um, last week overall. Like I was, I was encouraged. Hopefully, that can lead to something good. We ha- we have a chance to win. Um, 
I don't like our odds to win, but we have a chance to win. So I, I would be excited. I'm going to be engaged. I'm going to watch the. I'm going to watch it. It's going to be great. Uh, there's a chance, but if I had put money down, I'd probably put it on the Eagles here tonight. Yeah, I uh, I just don't think we have a chance. We've gotten stomped by the Eagles three or the last two years or or however many. Like we just we don't stand a chance against them, and. Uh, I, I'll be very pleasantly surprised if we compete, and uh, that's that's all I got. You know, from a fantasy perspective, I sat Madison this week. Jefferson was terrible against him last year, but I think they are down a corner. Um, and yeah. Jefferson's an auto start, but I just don't have high hopes for the Vikes to get more than one touchdown tonight. I'll leave us with one grain of hope. There is a chance that going into the season, they started game planning for the Thursday after week one because they viewed the Buccaneers as, we'll figure it out. You know, we'll just throw something together and we're the better team. Let's focus against the Eagles because that's the team we want to beat. There's a chance that they really focused actually on this Eagles Thursday matchup even more than the Buccaneers this whole offseason. But that's my one glimmer of hope here. <laughs> we shall would see. never admit it, but I, I could see that. I, I could see it too. Um, but yeah. I uh hey let's, let's just go hope for a win boys we'll Absolutely. come back we could be super super excited next week or else we're just gonna be like all right whatever we're gonna be it, chilling we've got our fancy teams to look forward to yeah um so there's something fun about not having any hope in a matchup too because you can only be surprised <laughs> and be happy that, there's a lot of Vikings fans that live that way and it could never be me because nope. 15 or 16 out of weeks out of the year, I've got the hope that we're going to win. This is just that one smash matchup that I'm like on the road. <laughs> Probably I'm, not. I'm at the Eagles. Not a Up chance. A bad loss. Yeah. After week one, no rhythm. Yeah. Well, it was fun, guys. Well, it good was. Pod, boys. Um, thanks for stopping by. And uh, until next time, uh, later, dudes. Later, dudes. Later, dudes.